You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome to the Health Hub. I'm Kathy Biasse, your host, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Unfortunately, Alex couldn't be with us, but uh, he is here with us in spirit, so uh, we'll continue on without him. Uh, today's show is being taped, so no opportunity for calling in, but we would love to have you follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all three locations, and do feel free to email us at thh at radiomaria.ca if you have uh, questions, concerns, show ideas, uh, or the like. We'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to our podcast. We are the Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, all your favorite podcast platforms. And you can find our podcast links on the Radio Maria Canada website, which is radiomaria.ca, and on my website, which is kathybiasse.com. Now, energy, energy medicine, energy channelers, this is a topic that uh, has really taken my interest lately. The more I am in um, involved in integrative health, the more I see this area coming to light for me anyways. A lot of people are, are already there. Um, it's taken me a little bit more time to, to delve into this area to understand the importance of energy, mindfulness, thoughts, uh, as, as a true, true part of healing, but I'm fully invested in it. And uh, in doing so, I have been seeking out educators to help me um, further my knowledge in the area, sort of get over some humps that I might have with, with respect to energy and energy medicine trying to separate um, what is what is important versus what is not. And to that end, we have a wonderful guest on our show today, Laura Powers. And Laura is an entertainer. She's a celebrity psychic, actress, model, host, singer, writer, and speaker. And she is the host of the popular film and television podcast, Behind the Scenes with Laura Powers, and hosts the Healing Powers podcast, which focuses on healing and spirituality and has landed her in the top 100 podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Laura typically travels full-time for her clients, and that includes celebrities, millionaires, and billionaires, television appearances, media appointments, and just for the love of traveling. And she has been featured on several television networks and media outlets and was recently interviewed by Will Ferrell on his podcast, The Rod, sorry, the Ron Burgundy podcast. Uh, very well spoken, a lot of insight. And I found um, our topics, uh, topic of conversation, topics of conversation, very enlightening. And I really do think this is a, a conversation that you will enjoy, especially if uh, 
energy, spirituality is something that you are trying to cultivate or find more out about. We will be talking today um, about the link between our energy and our health, uh, why connecting to connecting or reconnecting, which is something um, we, we talk about as well, but reconnecting to our intuition is so important. We seem to have lost that. Uh, a lot of us have anyways. And um, what is an angel channeler? This is something that was new to me as well. So I think you really, really enjoy this conversation. And uh, I do hope you stay with us to speak with Laura Powers. We will be back in a few minutes. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, our show today is being taped, so no opportunity to call in and speak to Laura. We'll give you all of her contact information at the end of the show, however. Uh, please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all locations. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. So this is a different angle on health than we've ever had on the show. It's going to be very interesting, I think, for our listeners to get you know, your perspective and, and your place in the health sphere. Maybe you can start off giving us sort of a background as to how you got into this space. Sure. So ever since I was little, I've seen and sensed ghosts. And growing up, I wasn't in a family where this was, you know, a thing that was talked about or anything. And I, I really thought that I was crazy, honestly, because <laughs> other people didn't see and sense what I did. And I remember asking my mom when I was probably about seven years old as she saw things and I knew based on her response that she didn't know what I was talking about it. So I was very concerned about this and basically just didn't talk about it and tried to ignore it as best as I could. But as I got older, it got stronger. Um, this often happens for those who have a life path and purpose uh, involved in something is that they can't, you know, they can't ignore it. <laughs> it's too much a part of, of them in their path. So as I got older, it got stronger. Um, I, I tried to ignore it. And then I, I had a moment that was really life-changing where a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen, but never told anyone about. And what that did was it made me realize that I wasn't crazy, um, but I was also still pretty scared of it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have teachers in my life at that time in this area. And so I did the only thing that I knew how to do, which was to try to block it out. And I did for many years, I, I fairly successfully blocked out my abilities and fast forward many years. And I ended up in a really bad place in my life. I was physically ill. I was in a bad marriage. I was unemployed. I didn't have money. I just was really, really stuck. And I went to a psychic, just try to get guidance in my life. And of course, without me even talking about these things, she brought up my abilities and that when I had blocked out my abilities, I blocked out my intuition. And that led me to this crisis, basically, in my life of, of you know, all, all the areas of my life uh, being bad. And I really felt that that was correct. And so I decided to open back up psychically and I started to take classes. And I also started to, at that point, start to connect with alternative health practitioners and start to have some true healing with the physical issues that I had in my life. And so for me, there's this very strong connection and parallel between my physical healing and my psychic spiritual healing. And then I started my podcast, Healing Powers Podcast, to talk about these things. So that podcast, we talk about, you know, things that are very physical, gluten intolerance and, you know, 
diet and, you know, various things. And then we also talk about the spiritual aspect and how to heal yourself spiritually. So it's been quite a journey. I went from, you know, unemployed in a bad marriage, physically ill, pretty hopeless to a really incredible life. I have, you know, incredible physical wellness and vitality. I have a successful business. I normally, you know, not as much during COVID, but travel all the time just because I like to and have a, you know, pretty incredible life that I have built. And I really do feel that you can't have your best life if you are not looking at both the spiritual and the physical health aspects that they are tied hand in hand. And in fact, there are many aspects of physical health that directly tie in with our intuition and vice versa. So gut health, for example. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm passionate about sharing about this because unfortunately in our society, we tend to look at like, you know, here's your health, here's your emotions, here's your spirituality. And there's these like separate boxes when really to me, they're quite connected. I agree. And this is something uh, you must be seeing your business um, going at warp speed right now, because I think this is an area uh, it's gone from up and coming to something that people are really solidly looking for as another pillar of their health. Is that true? Absolutely. You know, I saw during this COVID time that, yeah, my business has skyrocketed, like, you know, really exponential growth. You're looking at, you know, months this year um, that are, uh, you know, four times higher than the year before. And that same thing happened last year. So it's, it's fascinating to watch. But I think what's happened is that with the COVID situation is that people are really wanting to look at alternative solutions. And also maybe the approach that they had been using wasn't working. And also the realization that health is really important, right? One of the things that COVID did is bring that front and center and make us realize, wow, we can't neglect our health. Like this is everything in a way. Where is this connection between energy and our best health? Sure. So psychic spiritual energy comes into our bodies. And when we don't access or use it, it pools in the body and can stagnate and causes health problems. So a lot of people that are struggling with chronic health issues actually have our psychic energy <laughs> that are in there. So that's my perspective on, on that aspect. And then the other thing is, you know, we have this incredible tool, which is our intuition that can guide us and support us in any area of our life, including our health. And if we're not tapping into that, we are likely Uh, you know, eating things that aren't good for us, doing things that aren't good for us. And that differs from person to person because we're just not listening to ourselves. This this area of intuition is something that uh, over the years, years and years, we've actively beat down, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's part of this kind of denial and shutting down of the feminine aspect. You know, we're in this time where the the masculine, the sort of aggressive, you know, the the fighting aspect is is really, the logic is really what's honored. And I think it's time to rebalance, you know, those, those elements, you know, logic and, you know, assertiveness um, on on the positive side have, have their place, but they need to be in balance with, you know, sensitivity, being an empath with, you know, cooperativeness with intuition. And these aspects are very important. And when you don't listen, bad things happen. So that's what happened with me. I, I basically didn't listen to my intuition. And then I just led to a really bad place in my life where, you know, physically ill, poor, <laughs> you know, an emotionally toxic situation. And that's what can happen when we don't listen, because a lot of times people are making decisions purely on a logical basis. And 
logic is only half the picture, right? And we have our intuition for a reason. And if we're not using it, it's like we're missing this incredible tool that is in many ways like a, a life betterment tool. It's our inner navigation and compass. And without it, we may be kind of flying blind. And when you fly blind, bad things happen. The, this combination of like when you talked about energy pooling and causing yeah. blockages I've heard that referred to in the emotional space as well you know emotions are meant to flow through us and if you don't deal with them they can right. cause blockages is there a connection between emotional health and energetic health oh absolutely I mean there's a book by Louise Hayes called um oh, what is it it's it's a, a book where she breaks down, I'm trying to remember the, the title, where she breaks down the spiritual causes of different illnesses. And I find that this is very true. So for example, when I have back pain, um, it's because emotionally I'm feeling unsupported, right? And so it's really important to start to, I think it's called You Can Heal Your Life. It kind of just came to me. Mm -hmm. But it's important to look at these elements. And I, even as a psychic, I, you know, I've had to open up to like, oh yeah, I need to remember to look at these things all the time. Like I have a lower back injury that I sustained years ago before I was working as a psychic. And then after I was working as a psychic, I was having these back problems and I was going to the chiropractor. And then I finally realized that it was a boundary issue because I wasn't feeling emotionally poor supported with a particular person. And as soon as I let that individual go for my life, my back pain just instantly went away. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is the, so I, I think there's a disconnect with a lot of us. Like where do we see, how do we feel that there is negative energy? At what point do we turn to a professional like you and say, there are blockages or something is just not right? At what point do we come to that realization? Well, I'm a believer that we should always have someone to turn to and it shouldn't be that we have to wait till things get bad. You know, that uh, there's this stigmatism with getting support for our mental health, you know, spiritually. And, and I think that's frankly silly. And it's this part of this kind of male stoic approach that I think is quite dysfunctional and we all need support. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, going to someone who has tools that you don't have is, is going to be helpful. So use your intuition in terms of who to go to, but I love working with people to help them, you know, see the things that they can't see in terms of their path and their purpose. And for many people, this is an area they're not used to looking at. So they are exactly. likely not to have tools. Uh, I'm a big fan of tapping into your own intuition and learning how to navigate yourself. Um, but, you know, until we've learned how to do that, it's helpful to have someone to help us see that picture more clearly than we can. So I think it's about not stigmatizing it and just recognizing that we all need support. And this is the thing, right? Like, I just don't think, I think it's happening. I think it's far more in our face than it used to be. But I just, I just feel working in the integrative space too, sometimes is that people aren't tapping into this other pillar of health. And it's, yes. it's, would you consider most diseases tied to a negative energy source or piece of our being? I would say that energy is so important, but even foods and substances have energy, you know, so it's important to acknowledge that and, and not think it's all just this purely non-physical non thing or that the physical isn't tied to energy somehow. So for example, it's about paying attention to the energy and that includes for certain foods. So wheat has an energy that is not aligned with my energy. You know, it's just 
the fact that I've realized over time, and I don't think I'll probably ever be able to eat wheat or gluten. And as I've paid attention to energy, I've been able to understand that and be able to make changes in my life that are according, uh, you know, to what my body needs. But yes, I think in so many ways, the energy is everything and we just need to learn to pay attention. So for example, uh, one of the things I teach people is really paying attention to their body and feeling into their body. The body is your first sort of tool for your intuition. When you're thinking about certain foods or different substances or making different choices, where does it feel and how does it feel in your body? And that is going to tell you whether the energy is aligned with you or not. And some of this is not about you know, good, bad, or these kinds of labels. It's literally just about alignment. What would you define as, a, this is a concept I've talked to many people about, and they just don't quite get it. What would you define as energy, as our energy being? Oh, energy is, I think, the, the sort of true underlying nature of something. And there are times when there's this seeming disconnect between the energy and the physical manifestation, meaning there are places that are very beautiful and have this underlying toxic energy. And you can see this with literally toxins. Um, you know, for example, Colorado is very beautiful, but we have some of the most super fun sites of all the states in the United States, which means the underlying energy is very toxic in certain places. Um, you go to like Rocky Flats and it's, it was you know this uh, former nuclear site and it's now a, a wildlife reserve. <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> but there's literally you know, toxic, um, radioactive energy there that you can't see with your eyes, you know? So it's about understanding the interplay that it's not just the physical element or things that you can see um, that are interacting with you all the time. So you must be highly sensitive, I'm assuming. Oh, yes, yes. And, you know, for years, I just, I honestly criticized myself, kind of like, what's wrong with me? And now I realize that this is like a superpower. And, and the truth is, I can see and sense problems or the underlying energy before others can, you know, others might not pick up on it. And then they might stay in a place and get cancer or something. And I will be immediately like, I can't, this is something wrong here. I can't be in this space, which in the short term might seem like a problem, but actually, it's really about protecting you know, me and my energy. So are there situations where you feel you really do, you can't get involved and you have to protect yourself? Being an empath, I'm assuming you're an empath. Oh, absolutely. You, you, have to must, you must have to work extremely hard on your own walls. Is that the right word? Yeah, I, I would say energy boundaries and boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting as I've developed my abilities, my boundaries have gotten stronger and stronger because I've just realized what it is that I need to feel good. So as an example, I, I generally, as a rule, don't go to big box stores um, because I find that the energy doesn't feel good to me. And some people might think that's silly or whatever, but I've just realized it just doesn't feel good. And so I don't, you know, um, I make other plans or, or coordinate. And that realization, once I figured that out, was so huge for me because I would go and I would feel depleted and exhausted and I was doing this regularly, like most people do going to the grocery store, for example. And once I made these realizations, it allowed so much more peace and ease and abundance and flow in my life. And my income skyrocketed. And if you're struggling with poor health or poor income, and often they go together for people, it really, another way of looking at it is that you have 
poor energy boundaries and that you're being drained. It's interesting. So who would come to see you? Uh, but before we, we talk about that, are there people just by being in their presence that you can say, I can't, I can't work with you? Oh, um, you mean as clients or? As a client. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, it's important to me that I work with people that are open to this work and that are appreciative. Um, I think those are the, the main things for me. Um, I want to be honored and respected for mm -hmm. my abilities. Um, and then aside from that, I work with people from all backgrounds and I do work with a lot of business owners. I do work more with women, but I do have a lot of male clients as well. And uh, we can look at the whole range of things, you know, what's going on in the physical body, health, wellness, um, business, relationships, because frequently there is a correlation. Um, so it's, you know, it might be that health is coming up and then the solution may be like, there's a couple of diet things, but maybe it's also about, you need to, you know, have stronger boundaries in this relationship or, um, you know, change your job or, you know, something like mm -hmm. that. So it can be quite varied in terms of what the solutions are that are suggested for the individual. Do you find that people who are actively seeking you are already having some connection with intuition and perhaps what they need you to do is spell it out for them? Absolutely. I think I generally track people that have strong intuition, whether or not they know how to access it, or even that they are accessing it. There are people that do this kind of very naturally. Um, and then there are those who have it, but don't know what's going on. And, and they're scared to trust it. You know, the, we are so taught to live analytically. And I think that the sort of feminine intuitive aspect is very much shut down or denied as being unimportant. So when that happens in society, people tend to not listen to those messages that they're getting internally. And then that leads to problems. So basically my sort of life crisis was because I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't listening to my intuition. I wasn't listening to my body. And I basically just like, you know, drove into a wall energetically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All signs are pointing to stop. And I kept going, you know, um, and this is very common. So if you're hitting a life crisis in your life, it, you know, you've, you've gotten signs. Um, that's the way that it works. You get a, a sign or a message very quietly and subtly at first and it gets louder and louder until it kind of like hits you in the head <laughs> and that's exactly. what happened in my life it just was like you know I I basically didn't listen until it was like I couldn't not listen um, and so if you're at a point like this the, the good news is there's nowhere to go but up but if you if you learn to tap in and figure out what are, are the messages that you're getting because it can be difficult to kind of decode this when you don't know how then that's the game-changing moment well, I think this whole talk about energy is so important in health and in other spaces. I mean, we can obviously take this beyond the health piece. And maybe when we get back from our break, we'll talk about spaces and energy and spaces. And I guess all of this impacts health. I guess when you come right down to the core of it, um, it's all impacting our health, correct? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I firmly believe that eventually the science and different scientific devices will correlate with the things that empaths feel like, you know, we're talking about radioactive energy, there was a point at which there was no way to measure that. But now we have tools to measure that. But that sort of thing has always been around. Radio waves were around since the Big Bang, but it wasn't until someone invented a radio that we could measure and use them. So I feel the same with many psychic and empathic abilities that at some point, we will have tools scientifically to measure uh, some of these things, but we're just not quite there yet. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, and it's becoming important in health. It's becoming very important in health. Um, everybody, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a few minutes. You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Laura Powers. We're talking about energy, and energy is really a piece of the health puzzle that needs to be more researched, more discovered in our own pathways. Laura, we talked about the connection, you know, the straight line between our energy, our intuition, and our health. Do you also take into account the spaces and the environment that we are living in when it comes to our energy? Absolutely. So frequently people will hire me to look at homes that they're considering to purchase, or I'm sometimes hired to clear spaces um, that either businesses or homes that people occupy or are going to occupy. And it's, this is a really important factor. You know, we would never, I think, move into a house without making sure that it's clean, but energetically it may be dirty. And it's important to look at that or, or to look at, you know, how clean is it before we even purchase a place? So these are, these are very important elements and those who are kind of tapped in or tuned in will recognize that. And I think eventually this will be uh, more of a mainstream thing than it is now, but it's, it's absolutely important. And, you know, as an empath, I will walk into a space uh, and, and I don't even have to physically be in the space. I should say, I can do all this remotely. I can psychically kind of project myself there and feel immediately the energy of the space. And, you know, someone who is not as sensitive as me may not be able to do that, or at least it won't be so strong. And then they may not pick up on some things that won't feel good for them when they live there, especially long-term. So it's really important to pay attention to that. And it's, it's about the individual homes. It's also about certain places. Like for example, I had a client yesterday and she lives in St. Louis and she lives in a really nice area of St. Louis outside of the city. But when I tuned in empathically, I'm like, that whole region is just not good for you as an empath. And um, if people aren't familiar with St. Louis, I, I was Googling this afterwards, and it has the second highest violent crime rate in the United States. So there are physical elements to that, you know, that makes sense. But energy-wise, when I tune into the energy of that area, it just felt very heavy. So empaths would struggle to live there, period, even with energy tools. Interesting. One thing that maybe we should put a, a pin in right now is the um, definition of an empath. We've talked about sure. it. We know you are one, but what is an empath? An empath is someone who feels energy from outside their body in their body. And this can be just like what we described, like feeling, you know, does a place feel light? Does it feel heavy? Um, good or not, it can also be an emotional aspect, feeling other people's emotions. It can even be physical pain. Like I grew up taking pain medication for other people's pain. <laughs> As an example, I didn't realize this till I tapped into my abilities that I would have a headache or have some kind of pain and be taking medication that would, of course, be non-functional because you can't medicate other people's pain or energy. You have to send it back to them. 
So my whole life, I really struggled with, you know, what was mine and what wasn't. And I was feeling what was going on with other people until I learned how to have those energy boundaries and how to send that energy back. And I think there's a lot of people, especially women that really struggle with this. Do you have to continually train or is this an innate thing that you are more learning to channel? Um, I think it's important to get training and tools because, you know, we don't get our psychic ABCs or spiritual ABCs when we're growing up. And so there's a lot of really basic things that people need to know in order to, to feel good. Um, that said, there's a certain level of once you know a certain amount, you know, you could be pretty good. But I really believe that it's important to constantly develop and learn because I want to keep improving and shifting my life as well. And that has happened you know, and many people are like, how do you create these things? Because, you know, I have gone from, you know, broke, ill, in a really bad, emotionally toxic situation. And I, and I came from an abuse as a child, you know, really intense stuff to really a kind of dream life um, and able to manifest incredible things, successful business. And that didn't come from nothing. That came at the base from, you know, changes I was making how to manifest, how to have boundaries, and how to really recognize the spiritual aspects, which are really important. Fascinating. Now, travel is something that's very important to you and outside of the mm -hmm. restrictions that we've been under the last uh, year and a half or so. Is travel just an enjoyment for you or is it something that um, enlightens you and furthers your professional standing? Oh, I think it's, it's all encompassing for me. So on a business level, when I travel, I, I usually make more money. It's also very inspiring. And I remember actually when I was going to a psychic and I was, I had this trip planned um, to Europe and she told me, you're going to collect your past life energy. And that really made so much sense for me at the time. So we would be guided to go to place for a variety of different reasons. But I, frequently when I travel, I end up having realizations about past lives, meeting people with karma, kind of clearing out some of that stuff. And so, yeah, when we travel, I think it really stimulates um, things and keeps things moving for ourselves. Now, I think part of what happened with COVID, it was, there's also this introspective time and work that needs to be done. So it is a balance, but yes, I, I'm a big believer that traveling can really help us with healing, with shifting, and also just seeing how things are done in different places and getting a different perspective, which I think is really, really important. Um, and the different energies in different places. Different energies, places exactly. not resonate with you energetically? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I went to Ukraine and it was very difficult for me. Uh, one of my exes was from there and I really struggled um, with the energy there. And of course, this is before I had my psychic energy tools. And, you know, in some ways it's not surprising. This is a, a place of great oppression of people, you know, in terms of the government uh, and, you know, politics. Um, so it's not that surprising, but while I was there, I got very physically ill. Uh, I got a bad bacterial infection and I almost died, you know? <laughs> so for me, there was a strong correlation between what happened with me physically and that feeling it was very difficult for me and then i got sick when i was there and i ended up having to deal with that health issue for some time and is a particular bacterial infection called campylobacter and i knew it was bad and i years later had a client that had that same bacterial infection and he had neuropathy um which if you're not familiar with that that is it's when you have nerve damage and so he had difficulty walking and was on permanent disability 
due to that infection. So I do feel very blessed because I didn't, you know, I didn't have this major permanent damage from that struggle. But, you know, in retrospect, it's not surprising to me that I got really ill while I was there. And I was also in a relationship with this individual that was very challenging for me. So I think it was being there, it was being with that individual, it all just came to kind of head for me. Now, would you be, is the ideal situation in this particular, you know, scenario that you had, avoiding this energy or is it confronting it? Um, I have learned that having strong boundaries um, is important. And in many cases, that means, you know, why have the battle? Do you need to battle? I think I grew up with like, I have to fight. And then I, I had this channeled message from my angels and spirit guides that was like, it's great to have boundaries, but isn't it better to be in a place where they don't have to be so strong or where you don't have to assert them so much. And it was like, yes, you know, it, we don't get awards for battling, you know, I mean, you might in terms of, you know, in the military or something, but I mean, in terms of life, you know, why there's no, there's no need to struggle. Um, and it's our choice, you know, we can have that life. And I used to be this kind of fighter. And, and the more I tap into my psychic and spiritual abilities, the more I realize it's just better not to have to fight, even if I know that I can. You know, I hear, I'm hearing this more and more in different areas of integrative health. Um, stop pushing so hard, you know, be more gentle when it comes to all sorts of different areas of health, of, of exercise. And, and I think this is something that, again, we are trying to make an adjustment with. A lot of us feel that to get any sort of impact, we have to go, go, go at it. And that's yes. not necessarily the truth, right? Again, I think it's that sort of aggressive male, uh, stereotypically male approach in terms of the male energy, um, the yang energy. And there are beneficial elements to that, but it's like that's taken over our whole life at this point in our whole society. And there's often an easier, better way, a cooperative way, you know, instead, instead of like this fighting energy and that happens first with ourselves. So yeah, if you believe that you have to burn yourself out in order to make good money or have success, then you will likely do that. But if you shift your beliefs, then you can have things in ease and flow and that too is possible. We have this no pain, no gain sort of thing that goes on in our head quite a bit. Yeah, um, and, and I think and that's it, quite it, toxic. Yeah, it is, and it's it's stressful. It must mm -hmm. cultivate negative energy in the body. I mean, we are energy beings, right? Absolutely. We are energy beings having this physical experience. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, another interesting area that you work in is angel channeling. And what is that? Well, angels are beings of light that are here to help us with our lives and our life path and purpose. And they are nice beings. And because of that, they need to be invited in. So a nice person will wait to be invited in and not nice person will break in, so to speak. And so we do need to ask for their help if we'd like them in our lives. And I really encourage people to do that because they are a game changer. They are not limited by the physical reality. They can help us with things that might appear miraculous, um, you know, to, to those on the surface. Uh, they can help us with anything in our lives, uh, anything that's loving, I should say. And they can help with health. They can help with finances. They can help with our, our path and our purpose and guidance. And, uh, you know, the way I got connected with angels is I went to the psychic when I was in my sort of life crisis and she introduced me to the idea of angels. And I 
had heard of angels, like, you know, everyone growing up, but I never thought of them as actual beings that you could call on for help and, you know, assistance. And I did that um, in that moment. And very shortly thereafter, I had this incredible angelic visitation experience. And I felt them around me. I heard them around me. And even though the circumstances of my life were still the same at that point, I knew I was going to be okay. I suddenly knew I wasn't alone and I had support and wonderful things started to happen. So calling on the angels is a way to change your life, uh, to transform your health, to help your finances, your relationships. There's really not an area of life that the angels can't help with once we invite them in. And it is important to ask and to ask regularly because we can change our minds. And that means that we should keep asking for help from the angels for anything that we'd like support in. So are we talking about a specific, like a person in our past who has, um, who has died or is this different than that? No, that's different. I mean, there are loved ones um, who have known who have passed. You can certainly help and support and assist us, but angels are, are different. Angels are beings of light that are here to help and incarnated beings on their path and purpose. And they can manifest things physically, but they are not physical beings and they're very powerful. And, you know, they're in all the different uh, major world religions, uh, either whether they're called angels or angel-like beings that have the, the sort of uh, aspects of, of angels. You know, they're described in Judaism and Islam and Christianity and cultures all over the world. So this is a fairly universal idea or concept. And uh, I, for me, it was just the idea of like, oh, this isn't just like something on paper. These are actual real beings. And there's all kinds of incredible angelic intervention stories that you can, you know, read online. There's books about these stories, but they are real beings. And when we invite them in, we open our life to miracles and to positive change. And so I really encourage everyone to invite the angels into their life. And if there's just one angel you call on, then I would recommend calling an Archangel Michael. He's a very powerful protector. One that we're, a lot of us are familiar with, of course. Now, yes. Laura, unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the show, but I would like to give you time to talk about things that you're doing and give us contact information for you because there are not a lot of people out there like you. So I imagine that we'll get some interest from people about uh, where they might be able to follow up with you. Sure. So my website is healingpowers.net. That's where you can find all the information about working with me, uh, my different products and services on the services page. I also have eight books. Um, you can find those on Amazon or, or all major retailers. Uh, books on manifesting, on angels, on you know health for empaths, on all kinds of topics uh, related to this work. And then my podcast is Healing Powers Podcast. So you can feel free to take a listen there, share a lot of information on, on just the kinds of things that we we're talking about today. Uh, if you want to email me, it's bookings at laurapowers.net. And my Instagram where I'm active is laurapowers44. So feel free to follow me. And if you would like to connect with a session, I always love to do that. And then I love teaching people how to tap into their own abilities and intuition. And I do that through private training. And then I also have a six-month psychic training program that I offer. Wonderful. Now, just before we sign off here, are there any tips that uh, you can give us to start us on our energy healing pathway? I think just receptivity and having times in your life, uh, moments during the day when you are able to be receptive and really listen to yourself and your angels and spirit guides. So, you know, you can't talk and listen at the same time. And this happens spiritually as well. Uh, we need times where we're receptive, where, you know, quiet time, you know, physically, as well as in our mind, where we can just 
hear those messages and guidance and pay attention to, to what our bodies and our soul are communicating with us. So kind of turn off the noise. It could be through structured meditation, or it could be just through taking a walk in nature, taking a bath. There isn't one way to do it. You know, different things work for different people, but it is important to have that time regardless. Thank you so much. What a great way to end. Everybody, um, I would like to thank Laura Powers for being with us. Laura, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. It was a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to connect with you. And everybody, we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub. been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.